Kenny Winslow, Executive Director for the Illinois Association Chiefs of Police. So can you tell me what inspired you to uh, ha- take the journey into law enforcement? I wasn't like a lot of people that I know, uh, having been involved in recruitment of officers for several years now. There are a lot of times there's those officers who just know from day one that they want to be a police officer. That's what they want to do. And I was not one of those people. Uh, to be honest with you, I was dating a girl in high school. Uh, her dad was a warden of a juvenile prison. He's like, what are you going to do with your life? We dated about two years, you know, and uh, it was looking kind of serious. And he was giving me the one stover about what my plans were after high school. And uh, so I'm just going to school, kind of taking some courses. And then he brings up, well, have you ever thought about law enforcement? And I'm like, no, no, not really. And so, uh, you know, took an elective course and kind of got my appetite wet. And then I had a cousin who was an officer and reached out to him, did a ride along with him. Uh, Hooked myself up with another guy who worked at St. Louis City at the time, did a ride along with him. Uh, And then kind of got my appetite from there, you know. Uh, My dad was also kind of a driving force behind it. I always tell people he was a scanner head when he was young. He always wanted to be a police officer and never really uh, pursued it, you know, worked in manufacturing, you know, and and he didn't have the education either. You know, he he dropped out of school in eighth grade to go to work because his father died. He was one of 13 children. And so they had to go to work to support the family. And he was the baby of the family. So eighth grade, he started working full time after he dropped out, you know, and then started working in the factory and just stayed there. So uh, but he was a big driving force behind it, saying, hey, I think you'd be really good at this. You know, and again, I think it goes back to his time as it's something he always wanted to do. And like I said, he we, we called him a scanner head. That's what he was referred to because he always had the police scanner on about what was going on, what was happening in St. Louis, what was happening in the surrounding jurisdictions. And that was his entertainment. And uh, again, it's just one of the things that after doing some ride alongs, after talking to some people in the field, it was something that wet my appetite and I decided to pursue it and I was off. And uh, as police chief in Springfield, how was it to be the leader of a, a larger city? You know, it was challenging, but very rewarding. Uh, we obviously had our fair share of issues, just like any other department does. Uh, you know, overall, I got to work with a great group of men and women who truly care about their community. But in the chief job in the agency this size and then being in the capital city, uh, you're kind of in the middle of all of it, from the political aspects of it all the way down to just the, the, the crime and the social economics that our community faces. Um, you know, we kind of have it all, you know, and, uh, we're one of those communities that's not, uh, uh, precluded from major issues, you know, such as gun violence, um, you know, and some of the more serious crimes that we see out there in the, you know, the world. And, uh, but overall very rewarding career, you know, it wasn't like I started one day and thought, you know, heck, I want to be chief someday. It never really crossed my mind. Um, to be honest with you, my goal would have been probably, and I didn't even think about it, go, when you get hired, you're just thinking you're happy to be a cop, and then you want to right. be a detective, and then you want to move up to the next thing, and then you want to move up to the next thing. And that was kind of just that thing as you achieved a, a different goal, then you start to think about maybe the one above you after a couple of years, you know, and like, okay, let's see what happens. To be honest, I never thought I would be the chief, you know, uh, typically – those people that are chief are people who have some connections to the community from here, maybe some political connection. I didn't have none of that. I was really a true outsider, uh, but from the inside of the department. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, the Chiefs of Illinois Chiefs of Police Association? 
Yeah, we're a uh, collection of 1,400 plus members of chiefs and senior command staff of departments throughout the state. Uh, we do legislative advocacy. We do professional development and growth. Um, we look at uh, professionalizing the association or the, I should back up. One of our major goals is to professionalize the career and professionalize the uh, law enforcement. And we do that through, you know, maintaining high standards. Uh, we do that through our accreditation program that we offer for departments around the state to ensure they're practicing and embracing best practices, uh, making sure their standards are where they need to be. We also do that through our police officer certification, our police chief certification testing. So we're always striving for that continuous improvement. We know that in law enforcement, we have to continue to um, evolve as a profession. If we don't, we'll get left behind. And I always tell people a lot of times, it's like, look at the private sector. If you don't evolve, you're out of business. So yeah. we have to evolve and we have to make sure that we uh, represent society and that we are doing our best. You know, when you boil it all down, it's really about problem solving and maintaining peace. You know, and that's why we're called peace officers in all the laws. We're not referred to as police officers, we're referred to as peace officers. And so we got to keep that inside as we're moving forward. The association, uh, represents departments from, you know, one to 13,000. So we have a wide mix of uh, agencies that are involved in the association. And again, there's also the networking aspect of it, you know, and the brotherhood and the sisterhood of the profession. It's a place where that you want to get an outside opinion. You know, you may be working on a problem or an issue in your department and you're, you know, you're surrounded by your senior staff. And sometimes we get into that group think, and we want to get an outside opinion. And so but having, you know, multiple chiefs at the tip of your fingers and just make a phone call and get different opinions about what you got, what you have, and get their ideas about how to handle it and if they've ever dealt with something like that is, is invaluable. So those are some of the major things that we try to do. Again, you know, the legislative advocacy, the professional development, the accreditation programs, the networking, uh, and then the training. You know, we do well for trainings throughout the state. We put on two conferences a year. We put on our annual conference, then we put on our Midwest Expo, which is the largest trade expo in, in the country besides the International Association of Chiefs of Police. And then we also put on different uh, uh, special subject topic trainings, whether that be on body cameras or whether that'll be on the Safety Act and things to go through. So just to make sure that our men and women and our members are updated on the latest and what they need to do as we move forward. So with Illinois, you have large cities like Chicago and the suburbs. And then if you go south or even west, you have very small cities, uh, rural cities. Uh, with all the different sheriffs, how uh, is it for everyone to learn from each other? Well, it's very important, you know, and uh, you're exactly right. You take the city of Chicago out and then you do have some larger organizations there's some organizations out there like CLIC, which is Chiefs of Large Illinois Cities, which is basically uh, your larger cities. That's your your Springfields, your Peoria's, your Decatur, your Champaigns, your Bloomington Normal, your uh, Elgin's, your Waukegan's, your uh, Aurora's, et cetera, Joliet's. It's your bigger cities outside there. And those chiefs have a uh, an informal mentoring group where they share ideas and bounce, uh, share ideas and strategies and bounce ideas off of each other. And then what you see is that those departments are oftentimes looked at as the leaders in those geographical areas where they're from, you know. And so smaller departments around that area, whether they're, you know, the suburbs of Peoria, you know, or the Metro East down around Belleville, yeah. they start talking to each other 
in their local chiefs associations about, hey, this is what we're doing to address this, this is what we're doing to address this. And then people start seeing, hey, what works for you may work for them. And how can I tailor it to a smaller department? You know, uh, we're seeing that right now, to be honest with you, with the safety act and the the training mandates, as well as the body cam mandates. Some of your larger organizations have had body cameras for quite some time now and others don't. And so willing to share your knowledge and your 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 uh, your knowledge about the product, how it works and how it can be adapted to a smaller department is it, a good thing, you know, and giving them some advice on how to, you know, look at policy development, look at, you know, operationally what you're going to need, et cetera. And, you know, every every department has their own unique challenges. You know, money's a challenge. Uh, you know, you wouldn't think so today, but, you know, broadband technology is a challenge. You know, if you're going to have body cameras out in the rural areas, do you have connectivity, you know, that you can upload? Can you get a cradle, you know, or are you going to have to store local? So there's there's a lot of things in there, and a lot of departments have done it different ways. So sharing that knowledge and being that sounding board and having that forum to bounce ideas off of is huge. And so, you know, the other thing we do with the association is, you know, some of our uh, members help train other members, you know, uh, especially in the rural areas. You know, sometimes the sheriff's departments provide that uh, training as well and kind of that infrastructure. And they're kind of seen as some of those, in those smaller communities, those smaller rural areas. They're kind of the uh, the big dog in the county and yeah. they can, help, you know, bridge some of those gaps. But then again, you have some sheriff's departments that only have 12, 13 deputies, so they're not real big either. So how do we work through that? And it's about sharing information. It's about helping somebody along. As I always tell people, we succeed as a team. You know, one thing we really enjoy here at the Chiefs, one thing we pride ourselves on is that when somebody becomes a member, we're invested in your success. You know, we want to help you succeed. We want to help you, uh, uh, you know, build your department to something better than what it is when you came in. And ultimately, I think everybody kind of adopts that philosophy and we just move forward that way. So in 2021, you were uh, recognized as Illinois Police Chief of the Year. Uh, how how did it feel to be honored by your peers? Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great honor. You, you know, it was one of the things that I was surprised when it happened. Uh, you know, I've been involved in the association, you know, since 14, um, 2014. A lot of members have been involved a lot longer than me. But, you know, being an active member, being involved in different aspects, of whether it's the legislative committee, et cetera, doing presentations, sharing that knowledge, and, uh, you know, being recognized for some things you're doing in your own community, you know, trying to be innovative, trying to be pro progressive, uh, but open to change and being adaptable. You know, one thing that we did at the Springfield Police Department when I was there is that we were really tasked with building community relations. And we see that being more and more important now than it ever has and embracing community policing. And we always had a good community policing um, program, but expanding that program out and philosophy out department-wide, there was always some pushback on it. And, you know, overcoming some of those obstacles, which wasn't always easy, some of those barriers, uh, you know, we said we saw the results and we reaped the results. And, you know, the, the organization is still moving forward under Chief Scarlett. And uh, hopefully he takes it above and beyond where I left it. And I know he will, you know, I have complete confidence in him, but, you know, we broke down a lot of those barriers uh, in the community. We built those relationships and we saw him pay dividends about what happened earlier this year with one of his officers. So, you know, that's the key. When you build that trust in your community and your community says, hold up, we're not going to overreact to this. You know, let's, let's talk to the chief. Let's talk to 
the police department figure out what happened, get their insight on it. I know that if their guys did something wrong, they're going to hold them accountable. They're going to investigate it thoroughly. And that's the kind of relationship we built. You know, uh, we took what was once probably, I don't want to say adversarial, but one that definitely there wasn't much of a relationship there with uh, a lot of our minority communities and built that into something very strong into basically one of the best um, community relations uh, in the state. You know, I mean, I have chiefs all the time call me, hey, how can I build better relationships? How can I build better relationships? You know, I just, I was just on a call this morning uh, with a member of the NWCP state board about an issue they're having over in East Central Illinois with the department. And he asked if I would mind making a call to the chief over there and have a conversation because they thought there was some misconception over there. And yeah, I'll be more than happy to do that. That's what a partnership's about, you know. Yeah. Uh, we have to work together to improve uh, our communities. And we, you know, chiefs need to remember, we can't re effectively reduce crime and solve community problems without the support of the community. And so you have to have that trust factor. And there's always going to be an element that doesn't like the police. There's always going to be an element that doesn't trust the police. But you know what? You, if you go out there and you do the right thing day in, day out, you provide a quality service. You hold your people accountable when they mess up. When they mess up, we fess up. We take corrective action. We move on. If discipline's appropriate, then you discipline and you move on. And you can't be afraid to do that. And uh, sometimes chiefs are a little timid about that. Uh, sometimes they feel their hands are tied by various CBA agreements or, you know, they're afraid of uh, arbitration process. It is what it is, you know. And I always tell people, do the right thing, and however it plays out, it plays out. But you did the right thing, and just move on. You know, you can't you can't stop and and look back. You know, I know I I know there was officers that I let go that were brought back by an arbitrator. I didn't agree with the decision. The city may not have agreed with the decision, but at the end, I know I did the right thing. Uh, that officer's back. Bygones are bygones. Start new and let's move forward. Let's not let it happen again. And life goes on. And that's what you got to do. You got to just be careful out there. Nobody wants a bad officer. Nobody hates a bad officer more than a good officer. So, you know, again, you know, one person makes the whole career look crappy. And uh, with that said, we just got to be able to, you know, stand in front of the community and uh, say what happened, be uh, blunt about it, be transparent about it, and just move forward.